Hello. Hello. Welcome to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. Were you waiting for me to go? First? I was like, ooh, are we gonna mix it up? At I know, all? I was like, she's waiting for me. I know to go I looked first. at you. I'm like, I never do that. <laughs> I know, but I feel like we need Then to, I almost did. We need to work on our intro. It's so the same. I love the same intro. It's like Anderson Cooper or um, Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. <laughs> or um, don't you think they have the same like? Welcome to NBC News. Oh, that's true. I you guess know. ours is just yeah. It's just not a recording. It's us, and we do it's it the us. same way every single time. Right. That's you like it. routine though. I love routine. You love the I same. Get, now what do I get every day? Soup and, and chai. chai. Every single day, soup and chai. <laughs> but. It's so good that you're using your reusable mugs now, and they put their soup in styrofoam. Oh, yeah. Get with it, people. We Hello. love you, but you can't use styrofoam anymore. So now B has this really nice thermos. Proud of you. That's Thank a big you. step for you. It was a big step. And they were proud of me there. They were proud of you, too. And but they, they even know they shouldn't use styrofoam. They know they shouldn't. It's they're the, like, the, they're old, like, this the is older the lady that thing. runs it. I think they're afraid to tell who makes the very best sandwiches. And soup. Way. It's a wonderful place. We love Delicious them. soup. But, but come on. Yeah. No and they styrofoam. give me a discount for using, or anyone, a discount for using their own, your own um, cups or bowls. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> um, we just got back from an awesome weekend in boise boise we love you oh my if you're goodness listening, we miss you so much yeah you people were amazing just a really good um let love in workshop followed by an amazing empowerment training weekend uh like you guys probably know if you've been listening to our podcast this was we're, well, we're switching over to the new certification system, and this was our first training doing that, and it would just it just feels good. It feels right. It felt totally right, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, we just didn't really know going into it, you know, how it was How's going it work to feel, and, or, yeah. um, and if it would feel different, and it just felt like it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And on our way home, we were... Um, besides talking about how just great the weekend was, we were talking about what we... Like what we wanted to talk about on this week's podcast and if this weekend brought anything up. And um, one thing that we were just kind of touching on ourselves is like. Because we had a seven and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that in. Seven and a half hours. <laughs> it was special. It was a long time. So we got to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot. A lot. Until a she lot. fell asleep. But she's allowed to fall asleep because she has a baby I fell asleep in her for like uterus. 30 minutes. Maybe four, and I woke 40. up and you needed me awake. <laughs> you were starting to lose it. <laughs> I drove the first four hours. You did. You drove a lot. And then I only you drove, drove the last and three and a half. That's all I drove. The last three and a half. And I drove way more on the way down. Well, you drove way more on the way down. I drove twice. You drove twice and I drove once in the middle. Yeah. That's so I all. think that counts. But I mean, I, I give you a break on that. You did. You gave I'll me give a you break. a pass. Thank you. Kaylee gets a pass. Um. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Back on topic. Back on topic. We were talking about just two different questions, and I think that they kind of mold together, is how do you know if you're living your truth? And who are our guides throughout this life? Are our guides um, internal factors? Are they are they other people? How, for me, I guess I kind of started thinking about this as, um, like, how do I know if I'm living my truth, if I'm living... Um, the the best life for me if I'm living 
um, in a way that is authentic and real? Or am I being guided in ways that I'm not even aware of? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. By Good outside point. factors or by um, uh, maybe perceived obligations or perceived expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I know what, how do I know if I'm living my truth? And another thing that I was just thinking about today is, is that a privilege? Yes. Oh, what a great a question. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, is this just like a question that somebody who is living a privileged situation has the luxury to ask themselves? Am I living my truth? Yeah. Like what if some people are like, I I don't literally have time to think about that stuff because I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to survive. And I'm so I'm wondering food on the table. And, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, but can you still live your truth even if you're uh, you're struggling to, to live? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which may be throwing a wrench in what you wanted to talk about in this podcast. But I guess like and, and I know I talked about this in an earlier podcast about um our, our podcast about privilege. And it just, it really struck me that some of my belief systems and my, uh, what I kind of held as truth was actually more idealism. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of rocked me to be like, oh, these aren't universal. This is privilege. And that you have the luxury too. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I think we just want to talk about, yeah, what that looks like, living your truth. Living, and what does that mean? Anyway, and what does like that mean? Living your truth. Like, what, like even throwing it into that context that you made me think about in terms of like, is it privilege? And even beyond that, what does it mean? Like, what is my truth? Mm-hmm. You know, is my truth, you know, um, something like I'm supposed to be doing? Is it just being um, present and functioning and alive in the current situation that I'm in? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so that's kind of a big, it's a big question. It is a big question. And I don't want to just kind of basically redo our privilege podcast. But I, I, I think one of the things that we as humans, no matter what our, our situation may be, is that we recognize or we 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 value that um i don't know in a way it's like all of our lives matter and i would like to think and again maybe this is idealism i would like to think that every single person who is on this planet is here for a purpose and a reason mm-hmm. and i think part of our journey through life is to really understand and to discover what that purpose is, what brings us joy, how we most um, can use our gifts, utilize this this precious life that we have. And I think when we stay connected to to that, don't you think it helps us walk in our truth? Because I don't know, like... Yeah. I mean, you have to be aware. That's why I think it's that good question. It's like, who's guiding you? Who's guiding you? Because when mm-hmm. you get back to that, because it's like, well... Because the truth seems sort of connected to who's guiding you. So if you're being guided by, let's say, expectation, maybe family expectation. Mm -hmm. And so you think like, yes, this is my path. I am a gifted mathematician. So then I'm going to be a, and my family really um, honors um, uh, higher education. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get my PhD Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to teach math you know, all over the wherever. Yeah. And, um, and, but then maybe in your heart, you're like, but really, I just want to raise horses. Oh, totally. I mean, I don't know, you know? And so then you get down to that question of yes, but so who's guiding you? Who's guiding you? And then what is your truth? 
And I think tapping back into last week's podcast about bravery and fear, it can be really scary to say, you know what, like, even though I'm smart enough to be a mathematician, and even though I have all of the resources available to have this type of career, what I really want is I want to ride horses, or I want to race horses, or I want to, you know, breed dogs. I don't know what yeah, it is. I want to breed dogs. I remember after I finished graduate school, and um, I had my fifth kid right after I graduated and we all were having these meetings together, all the graduate students, you know, and everyone's like very like, I'm working at this clinic or I'm helping the underprivileged and da 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 and just all this tremendous amount of work everyone was doing. And of course I just had my fifth kid and kind of was overwhelmed and they got around the circle and they're like, what about you, Bernice? What are you doing with your (laughs) gifts now that you've graduated? And I'm like, I'd like to race Newfoundland's. (laughs) which is a type of dog and the the whole room just went silent and of course they're therapists so they're like oh oh how wonderful but there was that kind of like now what do we do with this piece yeah right but um and even then I don't even know if that was really what I wanted to do it was more like I think I was dealing with the bravery and fear piece that we talked about last week in terms of oh geez if I am going to do this work then I have to do this, this, and this to do it. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, and I do like Newfoundlands. <laughs> so maybe I won't, you yeah. know. Yeah. Maybe that would be more tangible for me. Yeah. Just to raise dogs. Well, it's and less scary. It's less, like, I think I can do that. I right. can do it from my house. I can do it from my I house. I can play with dogs all day. That sounds nice. I can learn how to do it. Yeah. 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 And uh, But it was a really great moment dealing with therapists in general because they were all trying to be like, First in shock, like, but yeah. that's not your truth. Remember, we all went through school together. Right, exactly. The last four years. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And But then everyone's trying to be like, oh, I'm oh, so supportive okay. of your... Great idea. ...your unusual truth for what you've been studying for the last four years. But, but like, and maybe this is part of the question. Maybe this is part of everybody's individual journey to really uh, have the bravery to say this is my truth. But don't you think your truth actually was... To be a therapist? Yes, my truth probably actually was to be a therapist. But it maybe was just scary to own it at the time because you're like, oh my gosh, now I actually could do this. Ah, and yes. you want to pull back a little and bit. And again, there's that expectation. Uh-huh. Like, oh, so now you're going to be a therapist. And, right. You know, and now you're going to help people. Yeah. And now you're a professional. You're going to be an expert. They're yeah, kept, there's like that all that talk pressure. about expert. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm, an, I'm not an expert on anything. Yeah. Like I can barely tie my shoe. You know, and and suddenly feeling that fear of that pressure. Your random examples are my favorite thing about basically any type of work we do together. I'm always surprised. She can basically, well, we're proud of you that you could tie your shoes. Well, you haven't seen me tie a shoe. Oh, no, you have probably. I've probably yes, seen you have. T- yeah, because yeah, I do wear shoes shoe. with ties on. So <laughs> You do. But anyways... Yeah, it's, it's, um, and I, I was really struck by this amazing woman who was at our weekend and, um, her husband like had a really good high paying, um, very, uh, demanding job managing hundreds of people. And he'd had this lifelong dream of, uh, working at a grocery store and like stocking shelves and stuff. And he was like, do you care if I do it? And she's like, you know what? Go for it. And he's so happy. Yeah, she says so much happy. He's so happy. Like doing this job that, you know, a lot of people would think, oh, but why would you leave your other high paying 
powerful job to do this, but how brave of him to say, you know what, but my, the truth of the matter is I've had a lifelong dream of working at a grocery store and for him just to go for it and do it. Like, I love that story. That to me, that's, that's brave. Oh, that's very brave. Yeah. And you know, to say, and for her to be supportive and for her to be supportive and for them to take the financial, um, hit, hit so that he could do something that he'd really wanted to do for a long time. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's so cool because when we listen, like going back to the question, who are your guides? I think a follow-up question to that is, why are you following them? Yes. Because, like, okay, maybe a guide is, well, I think we just part of society have this, like, um, over uh, overarching guide of success and money and power and influence. All of these things, maybe they, they're not individuals, maybe they are, but these guides of, of, of where we should be going, what status we should be reaching at, at certain ages. And then the question is, if those are our guides, like, why are we, why are we following them? Yeah. And who put them there? And who put them there? And, and do, do, by following them, are we able to more live uh, in alignment with our truths and our in our true desires and wants, or are we following them because we just feel like those are the people or those are the um, ideals that we're meant to be following? Those are the expectations that, uh-huh. I, that that's the story that I've heard and I've learned. I was just thinking about the Newfoundland thing, raising uh-huh. Newfoundlands, and one of the things was I think I was trying to find out if it was me or if it was uh, other factors that were making me. Be a therapist. Oh yes, good point. So I think elaborate I actually, on that though. So I grew up in a family where higher education is very respected or very it's the, the paradigm. Like you should be, you should at least have a PhD, at least one PhD. And every family is different in terms of what they have their stories they tell. Mm-hmm. And so that's the expectation. I only have a master's degree, by the way, so I'm proud of it um, that I'm not a full PhD, but. So there, there was all this expectation I felt. And also my dad was a big leader in his community. And there was a sort of like understanding that, you know, you too have this capacity to, um, to mentor and to lead. And part of me was like, well, you don't even know me. Like, mm-hmm. where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. I would hold off on that. Mm-hmm. till anyone gets to know me. Right. And so there was a lot of pressure coming in. So a lot of different guides. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't clear if it was me yeah. Or my yeah. dad or my family expectation. And so, you know, the best thing I did was give that Newfoundland answer. Yeah. Because then it stopped everyone and it stopped. And I took a break for a while because mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. I don't want to be doing this because I think I should be doing this. Yeah. I want to be doing this because I like doing it. And even beyond liking doing it, I want to know that I'm actually, that I'm, that I, that I can make an impact doing this. And that it fits into my own paradigm, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. So I gave myself kind of a break there before really stepping into it. Yeah. And I think uh, you going back to like our, our gifts that we all as individuals, I mean, every human being has a, has a very special gift. Mm-hmm. I believe we all have something to offer. And I think most of those gifts... Um, are are in the service of are acting in service. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point of our gifts is that we can help serve. 
And I think yours is the therapeutic type of work that you can do. And the way that you do it is so, I feel like, and I think anyone you've touched is so special and unique and you can add just the right amount of humor. And it's like, it's very impactful, but yet you don't take it so seriously too. You know, the way that you do it is so, so um, special. And I do think it's your gift, Mm -hmm. but I love that you stopped and paused to say, is this just a familial expectation of me? And that I've then expected of myself, or is this actually something that I want to do that I'm good at, good at that I'm called to do. And that gives me a very strong sense of purpose in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, yeah, but throwing in the Newfoundland thing, I think is such a great way to be like, well, we're going to, you know, yeah, we're going to see. And I also want to know, like, will I be accepted by my family and um, If I friends, don't do this. Even my friends, my peer yeah. group. And it yeah, was yeah. great because everyone was like, well, okay, well, go ahead and sure. That sounds wonderful. If that's what you want to do, right. raise Newfoundland. Do you like, think they really meant that? I think they kind of, I mean, they were kind of in shock. But they also probably know you, and they know that you always do random things, yeah, too. Yeah, and they were like, well, here she goes. Here she goes. Some Newfoundlands. So right. I guess time has come for her to raise Newfoundlands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, for me, thinking about Ula, like, going back to the last podcast when I talked about how commitment to things is, it, it can be challenging for me. And when I get caught up in um, following the wrong guides, it starts to lose its joy. Mm-hmm. And so at the different moments in my life when I've um, when I felt like uh, maybe we needed to be like a different company or that I needed to be a different type of person or that, you know, I was even just following literally on Instagram or these other leaders that I have a lot of respect for when I, when I've started to compare myself or, or follow other people's leads in a way that may not be authentic to me, it, I do lose the joy Mm -hmm. and I, I do, it starts to become more like work. But when I truly stay connected as to why I want to do the work that I'm, that I'm trying to do through ULA, then it, it does feel more joyful Mm -hmm. and, and more purposeful. And it is almost taking that time to kind of experiment where you start to feel not joyful and you're like, now is this just hard work? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do I need yeah, to sit exactly. with this for a little bit? Because it might just be hard work. Exactly. Like and what I, my dad says, like, sometimes it's just going to be hard. Exactly. And I was just going to say, like, even when I have those moments, which I've been very honest about, I have them frequently to be like, ah, maybe I'm done. Yeah. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'm done. Maybe this has run its course. When I start to think about the things that I would really miss about it, I love I love the service piece of it. I love the constant, like, um, I love also just, I, I never, ever stop doing the quote unquote work through Ula and not just work, sit at my computer and work, but I'm talking about the personal work mm-hmm. that this job requires of me. And, um, like I've said in, in past podcasts, like my astrology chart, it has these, it has this configuration that means, um, the finger of God and it's pointing at the work. And, and, and she said, no matter what you do in your life, anytime you try to escape doing the work, your life will bring you back to the work. Like you can't stop doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I just love that Ula is a space that I can do 
this like work that I'm meant to do, but also then in the act of service so that others can can do their personal work mm-hmm. as well. Right. And, and so I think, you know, when I when I start feeling like lazy or tired or whatever it may be, and I start thinking, okay, well, maybe now's the time. Uh, my truth, honestly, is though that I really, I think I'm supposed to be doing this work. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we're so lucky to be doing the work that we're doing, which we've already talked about before, but that we do get to do because when we're working, we're doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's constant, not constant, but there are, you know, long periods of time of like, you know, reflecting on, you know, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? You know, that means like what's happening in our lives. But yeah, it means it, it constantly requires looking inward and Constantly. digging deep yes like it's it's to to even just create this podcast every week it requires a lot of thinking a about lot of thinking. how we're living mm-hmm. um what life even means i mean it, it 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 requires a lot of thinking about stuff and i i love that it's every single week and hopefully for you listeners who are tuning in um to the podcast and weekly that it's encouraging you all to look inward and do that type of work and hopefully it's in an enjoyable and in with the spirit of curiosity. Yes, an encourager. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like you're like, oh, I want to think about that for a little while too. Yeah. Because again, in all our normal lives, you know, we don't, sometimes we don't have free time to do the work mm-hmm. because, exactly. you know, dinner needs to be made and, you know, kids need to get to school or you need to get to your job, you need to work till 8 p.m. tonight, whatever, whatever our schedules are. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the podcast um, ignites in you that. Like, okay, I'm listening now from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I'm going to think about, yeah, who's guiding me? Exactly. Who's guiding me? Do I and- want to be listening to that voice? Do yes. I want to be listening to that person? Does by does by listening to that guide actually help me stay in alignment with the life that I want to live and the person that I want to be? Mm-hmm. Or is it keeping me in alignment with this expectation of who I think or who other people think I should be? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's a good, I think it's, it's good to ask these questions. Like, what does it even mean? What, what are my personal truths? What are my personal truths? Not what my religion tells me is my truth. Not what my, not what my society or my socioeconomic class or my, you know, family, what, what are my truths that I want to live by? And I guess for me right now, like, can we talk about if some of this is a privilege to be able to think like this? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about this a little bit because like, um, are there situations do you think in which living your truth are not possible? I mean, have you personally ever been, and and you've been, and I'm asking you because I feel like you've been really open and honest with all of us about, um, some of the, like, uh, the severe anxiety that you've had, agoraphobia, these different things. Like, have you been in a place personally where you can't even nat? These these questions are beyond where you're even at. Oh yes, or no? Definitely. So is this a privilege? I think it's a I think it's a privilege. But that if when we have the moments when when privilege is available to us, mm-hmm. then we need to listen. But can and so I'm going to go maybe deeper into this yes, question. Go ahead. Do you feel that regardless of your situation, you every single one of us has moments where 
that privilege presents itself where we can do this type of uh, self-reflecting work or, you know, can, can, do you believe that a 15 minute meditation practice, wherever you are in your life, whatever, at whatever point in, in survival you're at for you to sit down and tap back into your breathing and ask yourself these questions. I mean, is this, do you think that this is something that's available to all of us? Because for me, I'm starting to just feel like, okay, I don't want to believe things that aren't available to all of us. Well, I was just thinking about like this thing, these books my dad read when he was younger, these sort of Buddhist, some Buddhist books. And they, one of them was like, what's the um, monk's name? Thich Nhat Hanh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it yeah. wrong, but. No, but I think you we know get. I'm talking we all, about. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, even when you're doing the dishes, he's like, this is the time you can reflect. Yes. So, cause sometimes I get all like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Look at my life. Mm-hmm. I have to move the furniture, you know, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Stuff you tell yourself. <laughs> Another great example. I have to move the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely tie my shoes and I have to move the furniture. What kind of a life is this? What type of life is this? Where am I stuck at? In some Twilight Zone movie. Um, But so sometimes I'll be doing the dishes and I'll actually remember that part that my dad read, you know, to me. And I'll be like, wait, I'm doing the dishes. And I'm like, deep breath. And I'm like, yeah, I have a privilege to be able to do dishes. Right. In a weird way. Right. It's a privilege to be able to do my hands work. For sure. There's water. I think inside a house. I think any of those migrants... Right would now, so would happy. probably be grateful to have dishes have to do dish. at the moment. So I reflect, and then there is that moment where I go, I get to do dishes. Okay. You yeah. Know, okay. Let's reflect Reframe. on where you are in your life right now mm-hmm. and where, where you're heading and, and where you are at present moment. Again, grounding into that present moment, too. Mm-hmm. And even the other day, we were at um, the hotel in um, Boise, Idaho, and um, <laughs> we got in the bed, and I said, oh, my gosh, how lucky are we to have and beds? Like, oh. How lucky to have a bed. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Every once in a while it just strikes me like this is mm-hmm. complete luxury to have this bed mm-hmm. inside this building yeah. that's protected. And I could shower with um, warm water. Oh, totally. And um, and suddenly it's like those are the moments I think where you can reflect and be like, oh, where am I in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, am, am, am I living my truth? And sometimes the truth, I think sometimes we think the truth is so big, like... You know, are you using your gifts to to heal the world? It's more like, are you being present in this moment? Present and appreciative? But don't you think by being present, the gifts reveal themselves? Yes. Yes, they do. But I think, you know, in our our Western culture, we get kind of hung up on like, are you using them? Yeah. You know, it's like, maybe it's just like, just let me reflect for a moment. Yeah. You know, my life is busy. Maybe I have two jobs. Yeah. I'm barely making it. But maybe in that moment when I climb in my bed and I get yeah. a four-hour sleep, yeah. I go, ooh, mm-hmm. here I am, mm-hmm. this moment. Kids are asleep. I'm in my bed. Yeah. And I do believe that, um, I mean, it's just like the cheesiest answer ever, but I think it's so true. I do think the path to, to all of this is through gratitude. Oh, great point. You know, like yes. regardless of your situation, I don't know. But see, I, again, when I when I've found myself in tough situations, yeah, which are very, very, very privileged, still, like I have not found myself fleeing for my life. Being I have not found myself in these very horrific positions. Um, so again, I'm questioning my privilege here. 
but it is it is hard to feel gratitude in those moments and maybe maybe part of that is is the work it maybe the happiest people on the planet are the ones who have been able to feel gratitude for their present moment regardless of what that situation is yes good very good point yeah and maybe sometimes our truth just has more to do with gratitude than than anything. Yes, that's a very good Which point. I have no idea if I truly believe this. I have literally no idea, but it's just a thought that's happening right now. Yeah. It's like I don't know. And and it's it is hard like for me, do you want to elaborate on that? I was just thinking of like so, you know, in terms of refugees going I don't know now or you know, in terms of not having privilege and, and refugees are probably some of the, you know, people with the least amount of privilege, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, it's amazing though, that, you know, you see the children from refugee families Mm -hmm. and then some of them end up being the greatest givers in our society Yes, because they almost know, like, so they, they kind of know, like, I know what this looks like Mm -hmm. and I know what I need to do Mm -hmm. to help balance this whole Mm -hmm. thing out. Yeah. And I wonder too, if there's a way, um, if there's a part of some of these, uh, refugee parents who are like, my truth is that I'm going to do absolutely everything that I can do to give my children a better life. Yes. To give my children a safe home. I'm going to get out of here. And so maybe when they're connected to their truth, it's easier to, uh, to survive the, some of that hardship because they feel so purposeful in what they're doing and why why they have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, and so driven. Yeah, and like so that that, just that can be their here. truth. And everyone's like, well, why are you going? Where are you going? Like, you don't even know where you're going. Like, we just know we need to get out of here. Yeah, we're Because we we're know going. I'm going to be dead tomorrow, probably. Or my kid or is going to Or my gonna, kid yeah. is going to be murdered tomorrow. Exactly. So everybody, let's just get out of here. Yeah. And so for, and, and I think our truth changes. I think our truth changes a lot during our lifetimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. And so for them, definitely. you know, they can be like, if, if we're in alignment with our truth, I guess I'm wondering if things... Um, if we can feel, if we can tap into that gratitude, if we can feel purposeful when we are in alignment with our truth, mm-hmm. if we can, um, if we can live live that truth um, in the present moment, mm-hmm. and then when situations change, maybe the truth changes for us. Maybe yes. you know that that looks a different way. Um, one thing, this is total side note, but I think that this is so. Um, I'm listening to the body keeps the score. And one of the things that I thought was so... Bessel uh, van der Kolk. Bessel van der Kolk. <laughs> one of the things that I thought was so interesting that he said, and I guess it ties more into refugees than living your truth, but he said it's um, the studies show that it's actually psychologically better for those kids to um, not be shipped off to somewhere safe, but to it's, it's psychologically they feel... Um, it's less traumatic for them to stay in a traumatic situation with their parents or primary caregivers than it is to be sent off to somewhere quote unquote safe with someone that they don't know very well. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like the importance of love Mm -hmm. and that connection and connection. And, and, and that is like more important than, than than physical, physical safety because the emotional safety when we feel emotionally unsafe, that that is what can really, really throw a, throw you for a loop, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, oh, that's so so interesting. Like, um, 
I don't know, this is like love and gratitude are two of the biggest things that we we need, I feel like, to live this purposeful, truthful life. Mm-hmm. And I guess it gets hard for me because I like I I I I know these things and I speak about these things and talk about the importance of love, but I have such a hard time um like finding the balance between like some rage that I feel for things that are happening right now in the world and how to stay how to stay connected to love and so then um yeah, I don't know, it just brings up all these things in me too. It's like it's like, where does rage have its place? And Didn't how do we read balance something recently that? about that in terms of like how rage does have its place, how anger has its place? We did. I was trying to um, actually think of that last night. I'm like, wait a second. That we read something, which we'll look up. We'll, maybe we'll bring it up in the next podcast. We'll look it up. Mm-hmm. But where anger has its place. Anger does have its place, um, I believe. Yeah. Because it's so empowering. As long as it doesn't obsess your whole being for the rest of your life. Right. You know, it does help you get out of situations or rescue people or yeah. just make change it happen. It creates action. It I creates think, action. I think rage it's is... Like the fire. Yeah, rage is fuel. And then the fuel needs to be used towards action in the direction of love. Yes. And I think that's how they can work together. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's so interesting to for me then to be like, well, if I'm thinking about that in terms of, of truth, well, I would rather, like, I feel like my truth is more that love is, is you know, the driver needs to be the driver. And so then I get confused because it's like, well, if I'm feeling ragey inside, is this me not 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 walking truth Mm -hmm. because ultimately i want to be walking love so if i'm walking rage is that not my truth but i think that there is definitely a place for rage and Mm -hmm. for that being um a a a driver catalyst of Mm -hmm. some of some way And and not a driver towards aggression or hatred or or anything like that but can we use that feeling that we get inside of you know for me i i just i don't like um, injustice. Oh, it's it, it's yeah. very, very, it, that's a very difficult thing for me to deal with. And it makes me feel super ragey inside. And so then being like, okay, well, how do I get back to love? How do I, how do I get from where I'm at, which is full of rage to this place of love? And maybe that's some type of action. Exactly. You know, to, to sort of use that as an use action that to get fuel. To love. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. Exactly. Or yeah. it's like, you know, I just think of the, the shootings. At totally. The that, that's exactly what and I'm thinking about. I feel like, full of rage. I'm very angry. But then I'm like, so then how do I use that rage, that power to make a difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so that we can catapult us and teach everybody about love. I mean, obviously we're, we're missing something, you know. I just, I, I'm so... I'm so mad. I'm so upset that a 97-year-old Holocaust survivor got murdered in their place of worship at the age of 97 in the United States of America in 2018. Like, for me, that makes me really mad. Oh, yeah, that is just, it just seems totally unjust either. It's It's not fair. To survive all of that. And then suddenly, you know, if you had a way to see someone's life, it's like, but you're going to survive all of this, you know, but then you're going to be shot. 
you know, by someone by, who basically said all Jews should die yes. as you were being killed again. You're like, again. I thought we, I thought we did. You're like, this I survived already. that. You know, probably people helped you to survive. You mm-hmm. helped yourself to survive, and all of that. So then, I guess coming back to the truth and like, what are my guides? Like then, my then I'm like, well, I'm just a ragey, upset person, aren't I? Because all of this stuff. Like it really, it fires me up and it, it, it fires me up, but it's this, it's this injustice that fires me up. It's this, it's this deep, deep, deep knowing that this is not right. That is a truth for me. Mm-hmm. That is a truth. That this is, is not, truth. this is not right. This yes. has to change. This yes. is not okay. No. And that helps me walk in the direction of love, which I want to be walking. I, I, I want, that is that is the path I want to be on. Yes. And it makes me so sad for our society mm-hmm. that we're not teaching our people, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not modeling for because everyone. Because I can't Come imagine, on, I can't imagine that that, that that man who went into the church and killed all those people, I can't imagine that his truth is hate. So who is guiding him? Yes. Who is his guide? Who is he listening to that he truly believes that Jewish people need to die. Yeah, he feels unsafe. So what is, so how do we get people, like, how how do we... That is a great question. Like, who who is is his his guide? guide? And what is his truth? Because I don't think it can be that Jewish people deserve to die. He thought, no, I I do. He did. I I think he was on a holy mission. Yes, yes. In his own mind. In his own mind. He was following the guy. So, so uh, is it, and then you're like, well, who am I to judge what his truth is? Well, I am one to judge what his truth is because that I mean, you can't you can't kill people. Well, um, yeah, we're humans, and that's our you know you just can't kill people. But like, so so I so then of course I think he's misguided. Yes, <laughs> you know, and it's like so. But this is when I don't know. This is when I get so confused because I'm like, well, who it, who are his guides? This is all this is all learned hate. And so how do we un how do we teach how do we teach love over hate? I mean, I, I don't know. It's and just, it has it's to be so modeled. Again, it just has to be modeled and modeled and modeled. But do and you modeled. think it will ever go away? Do you think hate I mean, is this don't you think it's becoming more, not less? Well and why? I think we've always had hate, but I and I think we you know, we've been working hard to kinda to strive towards love. But what we're seeing is that, you know, and I think for a while I thought, yes, we're, we're really getting there to, to, yeah. the, to the love, to the love rainbow or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, but now I think it's like, I guess not. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there's mm-hmm. all this, these misguided, there's some misguided yeah. folks yeah. who need to be reguided. And I guess <laughs> for me, that is part of the importance of the work uh, uh, the, the importance of, of self work. Yes. Because if that man actually were turning his attention inward and figuring out why he felt, uh, that he needed to hate people of, of a different religion so strongly and why he felt, uh, just overcome with hate and rage. So, so how do we get almost my question, my bigger question, and maybe this is part of like why I do the work that I do is how do we get people to go inward and do their personal work? Because I think people who are actually taking care of themselves and doing the, the, the painful work of self-exploration and getting to that place of self-love and forgiveness and blah, 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 all that stuff, 
Um, I don't think he would have murdered all those people if he'd been doing his own personal work. No, because then he would be like, God, I feel super angry towards you know i've got to figure this out i've got to figure out consumed by this right and even you saying like how do i do this it's like i feel hate to these towards this this what's happened or and how do i get to love so you're reflecting on what does it mean Mm -hmm. what does all this hate mean but can you imagine if all of the most hateful people in this world and if all of the power hungry just corrupt greedy um uh, intolerant people. Can you imagine if every one of them were doing their self-work, Oh, how much the world would be different? Oh, it would be so different. And that's why I, I try to, that's why I, I, you know, self-work is really important in self-care and taking the time to go inward and do the work. I think doing the work then helps us walk more in alignment with with truth and and i do believe there are some universal truths of of love i think love is a huge universal truth but the further we stray from that truth the more we're gonna see things like dangerous yeah the more dangerous the world becomes for all of us because of these people who are are saying you know what i'm not gonna look at that shame i'm not gonna look at the pain i'm not gonna look at the neglect i'm not gonna look at any of this stuff i'm just gonna dark room gets like so dark and it overcomes their whole being their whole entire house becomes a dark room i gotta freaking light it up yeah exactly so just i don't know i don't know where what how to conclude this except by saying like people got to do the work and that's why we do what we do for me that's why i do what i do yes you know that's why i do it because 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 maybe we're little sparks somewhere and you out there are listening to this and you're a little spark somewhere that mm-hmm. we need all those little sparks all over the planet. Yes. To keep doing the work mm-hmm. because sparks make little fires and little fires make big fires, you know, mm-hmm. where we can start being the change that we need to see in this world. Mm-hmm. Cause we're not just seeing this in the United States right now, right? We're seeing it globally in Absolutely. terms of this sort of, uh, nationalistic spirit of you and this know, fear of, and this of the other yeah it's this of the fear other. of the other and it's like we all it's almost like that whole generation after world war ii has died mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. or dying off sure. and we've all kind of forgotten yeah remember how it started and we're all like uh-uh yeah no because i love my country nothing wrong with that of course you love your country but of course you know but we need to love the other too whoever mm-hmm. they are because it it makes up all of us we're all human Mm-hmm. We all have, like you said, and not only- the same truth. There's some universal truths we have to stick to. Yes. And I guess um, maybe going to the next level with that is not only do you love your country, but do you love yourself? Yes. Because I think that there's a lot of people who actually, the, the ones who are the most afraid, it's not that they love their country any more than anybody else does, but they don't love themselves enough. And it like makes they them don't, scared. They don't believe in abundance. They don't believe that things are provided for them. They don't believe that they're going to be okay that unless enough. that there's enough. They don't believe that, you know, that they are going to matter unless other people matter less. Ooh, and I think there's point. a big, big piece in of comparison. that is, is there's this comparison thing. And it's like, well, you know what? I at least know that I'm better than you because I'm not Jewish. Mm-hmm. So you know what I I actually matter I have I have I have value because at least I'm better than you or you or you right and you guys are taking up too much space mm-hmm. and so I th- <laughs> I think that so much of this these 
things that we deal with as a society, as a, as a culture, as a world, it's because people are not, they're not loving themselves enough. And so that they have to feel valuable. They have to feel worthy because they can put other people down because they can say, well, at least I'm better than you. Right. I'm safe now. But you come in and I'm not going to be safe. That's right. Well, that requires resiliency, internal resiliency Mm -hmm. and trust and love and gratitude. My gosh, it's like, I don't know. And it's a lot of hard work too, because you got to look at yourself and look at what you're doing. And And you got to forgive yourself. You got to, you got to, you got to say, you know what, you're not going to, my, my, my status, my pain, all of those things don't define me any longer. And so I am going to just be accepting of who I am, of where I'm at. And then, and then once that happens, it's a lot easier not to be afraid of other people, not to compare yourself against other people. It's easier to see that we all are from the same thing. Oh yeah. From the same two humans a long, long time ago. Or there were six Eves, I guess, or something. Anyway, we can trace I don't, I have no idea. I just meant like love and light. Like we're just, we're love and light. I just keep going back to like, we all came from the same freaking humans. We're humans. We're hominids. You know, we're, well, I can take you apart of the same genetic Sure, exactly. As a person who lives in China or as a person who lives in Africa. You have the same genetic, basically you say, Sarah, most of the same genetic code. You're a human. Right. So why is all this thing about difference? Right. You know? Yeah. That's not, it's it's just like, give me a, you know, it just is very frustrating. And again, to get back to, are we living our truth? Mm-hmm. You know, are we aware of who we are? Are we aware of where we're at? Are we aware of our weaknesses and our strengths? Are we willing to question ourselves, to be curious to understand why do I feel so angry? Why do I feel so sad? To sit with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the work we all have to do. And we mm-hmm. have to keep doing it, not just for ourselves, but for society at large. We have to do it. Yes, it has to be. We ha- and, the work I, has to start at home. It does. It has to start at home. And I think that we also have to truly believe that our life can make a difference. That yes. our life matters. Yeah, you're the pebble in the pond. Yes, the little exactly. Pebble fell in the pond, but it made all those rings, and then created a big wave at the end. Totally, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I think that uh, maybe that's the answer to world peace, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Do your work, people. <laughs> you can hire us as the Secretary of State. Why did I stutter there? Because you always stutter. Secretary of State. We love you guys. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, How thank you... you for listening and yeah, and re- and reflect on like what you're saying, Kaylee. What do you guys think? Yeah. How do you know if you're walking in in your truth? And who are you letting? Who are you letting guide you? Who are you following you? Mm. Is it a truth? Is it a fear? Is it you know what is that? So I don't know. I think uh, I think this type of work is really important. There's a lot of good answers. Oops. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, we'll decline that call. Decline that call. And we'll talk to you next week. Au revoir. <laughs>